Business, lifestyle, social media, powerful woman. Do any of these words interest you? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Behind the Girl Boss podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the place where you can learn about powerful businesswomen who are thriving in whatever they do. Get your notebooks ready and let's get learning. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Um, welcome back to the podcast or welcome. Yeah, welcome back. Um, it's been a week, obviously. It feels longer sometimes, but welcome back. I literally just said that three times. Um, I'm feeling a little under the weather right now. Like, not under the weather, but like, you know when you're just like not feeling 100% like your best? Like, that's what I'm feeling right now. So this this intro might not be the longest, but um, yeah, I'm just feeling a little funk, a little bit of a little bit of a funk. I want to talk about our quote of the day or the episode or the week. Um, so today's quote is become who you need to become to do what you need to do. I think this is a really powerful quote and it's something that I'm in the process of doing um, to get to where I want to get in life and career with family, relationships, everything. Like I am putting in the work and I'm doing what I need to do to get to where I want to be, if that makes any sense. So I feel like everyone is on their path to something. Everyone is doing certain things to aid themselves and help themselves get to where they want to be. So I thought that this would be a perfect little quote for today's episode. Um, But without further ado, let's kind of introduce our guest of the episode. We have Kiana Byfield with us. Kiana is a Canadian content creator. She was born in Jamaica and then she moved to Toronto, Canada um, a few years ago. She creates content on YouTube. She creates content on Instagram. She also went to college, studied. She is really cool and I'm obsessed with her vibes. Um, We followed each other. I feel like we met a year ago on YouTube. I could be wrong, but we met a year ago through YouTube and I've been watching her ever since and I just absolutely love her vibes, love her energy, and I'm sure you guys will too. So I guess without further ado, let's just jump in to today's episode. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today we have Kiana with us. So hi Kiana. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Sure. So my name is Kiana. I am 23 years old. I just graduated from McMaster University in Canada. I moved to Canada six years ago. My six-year anniversary is actually coming (laughs) up at the end of this month, so that's cute, I guess. Um, I studied actuarial science, which is basically like financial math at university, Um, And so in September, I'm going to be working nine to five as an actuary. Um, But on the side, I also do YouTube and freelance video editing. So yeah. Fun. So before we kind of jump into today's episode, I want to do a little hot seat, hot seat segment to kind of just break the ice and know little fun facts about you. So the first one is what is your go to Starbucks order? See, I was nervous about this one. I'm going to say caramel macchiato, but it's just because I feel like I don't know the Starbucks menu like everyone else does okay. with all the nice customizations and stuff. I mean, sometimes I scroll through scroll through TikTok and like some of the drinks people get, I'm like, I didn't even know that existed. Like, Yeah, but see, my thing is I'm so nervous to be that person that walks yeah. up and be like, can I get this but change all of this? So yeah. I just say, all right, caramel macchiato. I mean, I'm basic too. I get a vanilla iced latte and I call it a day. Um, Yeah. yeah, Some people like they have like 12 changes and I'm like, you know what? Like I kind of want to try that, but I'm too scared to be like that. You know, like you said, that person. person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the next one is where is your dream travel destination? Um, For me, it's Japan. 
I will say mm-hmm. I don't know a lot much about Japan. It just seems really rich in culture and it's beautiful and yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to go to Japan too. I feel like I've seen so many YouTubers go there and it just yeah. looks so like it looks fun. It looks like a good time. Literally, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um and the last one is what is a TV show you can re- you can rewatch over and over and never get tired of? I feel like for this one people either agree or disagree, but friends, I just mm-hmm. it's the only I mean- show I can just eat. Stop. <laughs> literally yeah like see amanda has a mug that's like yeah and it's just background noise too i recite the episodes like that's Mm -hmm. just the only one yeah like some of the episodes i'm like this really isn't funny but it also is funny like i don't know how to explain it but yeah yeah, it's like a chuckle (laughs) exactly and i feel like you can literally like after you've watched it once or even not if you didn't watch it yeah like you can start at any episode and like you won't be missing a lot Mm-hmm. no I agree it's okay I agree <laughs> um so I split the podcast into sections so we're gonna start off by talking about living in Toronto um your college and like post-grad job search and then your YouTube so you kind of spoke about this a little bit but um when did you move to Toronto and why do you think Toronto was like or why was Toronto the place to move to um so yeah I moved here six years ago now and I think we chose Toronto for one the fact that we the people we knew that lived here Mm -hmm. lived in not necessarily Toronto but like that was the central point like it was in and around that area and Toronto is also more diverse so Mm -hmm. just to move here and not really knowing that much like that's just probably the best place for or the most common place that I, I feel like a lot of people go you know yeah well like my family moved here I don't know when I was not born (laughs) but like half of them moved to Toronto and half are in Montreal yeah so I feel like yeah a lot of like there's more diversity Mm -hmm. like I feel like Montreal's diverse but also I was gonna say that yeah I I hear that Montreal is pretty diverse because my mom considered Montreal but Mm -hmm. she realized that because we didn't speak French yeah it wasn't the best option (laughs) so yeah did you learn French at all like living in Toronto now or no I did and I actually took um, French classes in Jamaica because we knew we were going to move. So I was actually supposed to move here when I was 14, but I kind of begged my parents to stay a bit longer till I was 17. So I tailored my courses to do French classes every single year so that because I thought all of Canada was French. Mm -hmm. Like I thought like even in Toronto, even though it's like English first, they still spoke French. So I thought like I needed it to get jobs. So I know basics of French. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah that's cute well at least if you like come to Montreal you know you can yeah you have like a I won't be lost <laughs> yeah um so how would you kind of explain the lifestyle in Toronto um it's very much like okay because I guess for me I don't live in Toronto Toronto either I just call it that because I live in a smaller city and you know I'm not giving people like yeah, the no. cities <laughs> yeah. but um I think it's just very like kind of similar to New York but not <laughs> You know, like, it's just very, like, hustle bustle. And it has been weird different since COVID. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't even remember almost, but it's just very, like, on the go active. And I feel like because I'm kind of like, what's next? What's next all the time? It fits a lot in my schedule, you know? Yeah, it's also weird that, like, I can't remember what Montreal is like before COVID even though it's only been like a year and a half I feel like it's been like five years yeah like all I know is just the four walls like in my Mm -hmm. house like I just don't remember what anything else was like yeah so do you ever wish you lived somewhere else in Canada okay I feel like Toronto would still always be my first choice but I've considered even moving to Vancouver okay just because it seems very different 
you yeah. know but like fun different I, I don't even know what goes on over there but they just seem to be having their own world over there and it just it seems more chill more relaxed mm-hmm. and then all the like nature scenery I feel like that just kind of it's just nice different you know yeah it's also the most expensive place in Canada yeah but <laughs> yeah I mean I want to visit I want to visit but like I don't know anything about Vancouver. I just know same. that it's pretty. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like, I don't even know what you can do there. Yeah, same. <laughs> I've even okay. like looked into it. I'm just like, yeah, that seems like the vibe. Yeah, it, like it just seems like a good time. Like I follow a few like YouTubers in Vancouver mm-hmm. and I'm just like, their apartment looks pretty. So I want to be there. Like that's literally yeah. it. It's literally just that. <laughs> kind of sad, but yeah. okay. <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite thing about Toronto? Um, I feel like Toronto is really big on like how they support their local community. I love that like when I'm in like my area, which is more like the suburbs, it's a lot Mm -hmm. of like mainstream franchises where in Toronto, no one's even trying to go to like the mainstream restaurants, you know, they're all looking for all these like small pubs and small stuff. And I just like small businesses, Mm -hmm. like the culture of supporting small businesses. So I gravitate to that more. So I would say that. That's funny because like I feel like a lot of people from Toronto are like that because my boyfriend um is from mm-hmm. Toronto and he moved here oh, <laughs> and he's always like oh like let's go to like the small like local places yeah and I, I I like I'm all for that but like I've never met someone that's so like let's just only go to these small places yeah so it's funny that you say that I thought it was just him no like it's and that's how like I got into that too like none of my friends because they a lot of my friends go to school downtown and when mm-hmm. I visit I'm like oh let's just go to insert mainstream franchise here Mm -hmm. and they're like no like why would we go there like nobody wants to no one that lives there wants to go mainstream they want to go literally to because it's also I guess it's like it's outside their house like they get build relationships with the owners and stuff so yeah no I feel that I wish like yeah Montreal like there are like a lot of small businesses but I do tend Mm -hmm. to go to like like mainstream ones but like Mm -hmm. I don't know I always see like people have like those vibes with like the small business owners and I want that yeah (laughs) um on the opposite side what would you say is your least favorite thing about Toronto it's actually what you said about Vancouver it's just so expensive like I've been wanting to move down there and I cannot Mm -hmm. justify it it's like even when I start working nine to five because we were going to be remote for a while so I considered moving down there and it's like half my salary like it's or monthly salary it's Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh is this worth it just to say I live there you know like I love it, but I just can't justify paying, not to mention groceries, not to mention bills aside mm-hmm. from rent. So yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Toronto is like the second most expensive place in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's wild. Like, and my boyfriend's like, everyone's moving to Montreal now. Cause like, it's so expensive there. And like now, yeah, now Montreal's prices are going up and I'm like, exactly. Like I, I was like, out. To go there. <laughs> I was like it's gonna get expensive in Montreal so I yeah. need to go quick like I'm, I, I've been looking at places and I'm like why is this so expensive like it wasn't like this like two years ago so everyone yeah. came here and now I'm mad yeah. but no I feel that I mean I feel it's like I think it's just crazy like I understand like a lot of people want to live there but like at least like put the minimum chill, wage like yeah. a lot higher like salaries yeah. a lot higher because they they're not equal yeah they need to like do something with like the rent cap because right now it's it's as cheap as it's gonna be just because of covid um mm-hmm. like people a lot of people are giving discounts they're giving like first couple months free but the minute like we're fully open they're just gonna go back to their really yeah. high I, I just can't i literally cannot yeah it's a mess um 
So do you believe Toronto is a good place to live like content creation wise and why or why not? (laughs) Okay. I will say if you look on it from a growth perspective and like business perspective, it does views, you know, it's like the same effect with like the New York, like you could Mm -hmm. be doing the same thing here as you would do anywhere else in Canada. And just because the word Toronto is in the title, it does better. Right. So it's like, you can look at it on one end as like you profit off that. Mm -hmm. And then there's more to show because again, like places just, they have a lot more like small businesses. So it's not like you're eating at the same places. It's just more variety in what you can make. Right. Again, too, it's like, because it's such a central point, you can connect with so many people without feeling like, oh, you're going to have to drive all the way west or all the way east or whatever. Um, so I would say yes, especially too, because you could probably like, I mean, I mean, like write rent off as tax or in your taxes yeah. or whatever, like you could make it back. So I will say yes, but it's like, uh, you know, it's like, I don't know. Would you even get bored if you're down there all the time like that? I don't know. I don't know. No, but yeah, I will no, say I, yes. I feel that. Yeah, like I feel like so from my perspective of also living in Canada, mm-hmm. no one knows where Montreal is. Like whenever I'm like, oh, I'm from Montreal, they're like, where's that? So then I'm always like, oh, it's like six hours from Toronto. Like that's how I have to like explain yeah. it. So I feel like if someone from the States is like wanting to watch like a Canadian creator, they'll search up Toronto or Vancouver. Yeah. Montreal's yeah. always like some people know it or some people don't know it so that's surprising to me I thought like because I knew more about Montreal before before I knew anything about Vancouver like I didn't even Mm -hmm. know people knew about Vancouver till I would see (laughs) like when okay like when some podcasters or whatever they have their live shows they go to Mm -hmm. Vancouver even before Toronto and I'm like what like what do you what's going on in Vancouver like yeah I don't know but yeah, yeah like I feel that because I don't know like a lot of people I've met assumed Montreal was like a French place so maybe they think yeah. that it's only French content but like mm. I don't know there's that's yeah. true I like do you feel like being a Canadian creator as a whole is like how do I put this limiting. which like yeah limiting yeah yeah <laughs> it's so funny just because I already read your mind I I don't I don't know and that's the thing because a lot of like my subscriber demographics it's mostly us Mm -hmm, so it's like kind of then unrelatable ish in some ways right like even when like you could look at like lockdown lifts like they're ready to go back to life so they're looking for people to show them that whereas we're still inside Mm -hmm. for like four months after you know yeah and i'm like Um, i feel like i'm the only person wearing a mask on youtube still because everyone else doesn't and i'm like or even when you look at like college culture like in the states they're just having so much fun in college and I don't even go to the football games at my school I don't even know if my school has like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know when I was like in high school and I was watching all these like college youtubers I was like oh my god it's gonna be so fun Mm -hmm. then I went to school and I was like what the fuck is this like this is this is not what youtube like made me ready for like yeah not a time yeah Yeah. um but navigate like navigating what the hell moving on to your like college post-grad stuff so you already brought this up a bit but um where did you study and what was your major and why did you choose this major um so yeah I went to McMaster University in Hamilton Ontario I majored in actuarial science which is basically math and like math slash business I chose Mm -hmm. a major though for no like love or affection for it but more so because it was the easiest thing for me to do because I was 
always pretty good at math and I hated reading. I guess the only thing I ever considered was like the sciences because that's what my mom always tried to push on me like, oh, become a doctor. But I hated reading. So I was like, all right, math comes more easy. And actuarial science specifically is a profession that just like it's it's not overly saturated so you make a lot of money because they need more of these people which is Mm -hmm. basically like risk analysis like they need more people that can do it so it was a good salary and I was like all right I'm decent enough at math let's go so yeah so like what kind of jobs like or career path can you follow with that major um so just right off the bat you could be an actuary which is like directly streamlined from the major but Mm -hmm. you could also just go you see it's a career that people think you're smart because you're in so you could Mm -hmm. transfer that into any other stem related field I would say like anything coding anything data science or risk math business anything around those fields because you had to do a lot of like econ math business finance courses like comp side courses so anything within that is probably transferable that just reminded me that I have not done math since high school like I am so bad at math like (laughs) no I took a class the other day and it was like a communications course kind of Mm -hmm. and I'm like wow this is what it feels like to write essays like I cannot (laughs) I don't know how I don't know how you guys do it like my grammar my vocabulary it's just Mm -hmm. so limited and every time I'm asked to like write reports or anything I just cannot so it's like pros and cons to each right yeah well I mean last semester I had like a 30 page paper and I swear to god I kept rewriting the same sentence in different words because I was like (laughs) how the fuck no facts (laughs) um so you graduated like recently um how was it graduating during a pandemic um at first I felt like it wasn't gonna be that deep like I was so just like oh whatever like I don't even I've never really been like overly excited about graduating right like I was kind of just at the point especially in like third fourth year like just give me my degree so I can go like I'm tired of studying um but I feel like what sucks about it when you think back on it is that everyone else gets to have their graduation with like friends they celebrate and stuff and those are the things that when you look back on you're just gonna be like damn like I didn't get to see anyone we had to like zoom cheers a drink like have Mm -hmm. a glass whatever and it was just like that's kind of underwhelming especially like my ceremony wasn't exciting like they just ran our names across yeah I saw your video on listen I I I was it was so sad because I invited like my family and just for my name to like run across for three Mm -hmm. seconds I'm like okay this kind of sucks but did they I mean hmm? did they like not show pictures or anything no and everyone else I knew they at least got that so I was like master like what are you doing for the people but you know it's kind of like you just it it just happens but it still Mm kind of sucks you know yeah for sure I mean like you work like so hard and then all you see is like your name I mean like even here like at my school um they did like a slideshow thing and like they would mess people's pictures up they put like other people's face on other people's names and I was like people did not pay this much money Mm -hmm. for this like it was like a mess it's the money it's like Mm -hmm. at least give me my money back like what is this no my school gave us back 14 dollars for um covid 14 dollars i was like what the fuck am i even gonna do with 14 listen like i i I can't even go into that because if i just think about all the money like they still charge us the same tuition Mm -hmm. we weren't even there like you have no bills to pay no one is there like yeah what is all this for and like like, i charged 
I, I felt oh, like I was teaching same... myself. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I felt like I was teaching myself the whole semester. So I was like, why am I paying the same amount of tuition to sit in my bedroom? Listen, and like, you're not this, you're not giving me any money back for the desk, the chair, mm-hmm. the, the bills. Like I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> wild. It was, a, it was a wild time. I'm like, I'm thankful. I don't know. Actually, we're supposed to go back to school like um next semester but they were like only no like full like just like only like in person but they were like only if it gets to 75 percent um of vaccinated people like total population double dose and we're at like 40 and it has to be done by august and i'm like okay so maybe not (laughs) but i don't know i feel like online school is like a blessing and a curse because like now i'm like oh i like have to go back and like socialize like i don't remember how to do all that yeah it's the going back into all of that it's just kind of like oh i think the hybrid would be nice though because even for work that's what i think i'm gonna be doing like Mm -hmm. half like two or three days in person the others on at home and I like that like that's not too too bad yeah I mean I'd prefer that than like yeah yeah (laughs) so how is the post-grad job search like because I always hear like mixed things I hear either it's like really like went really well or went really bad um for me I didn't have to do a post-grad search but that's because okay I wasn't really the best student like it's not (laughs) that I was doing bad but I wasn't doing great Mm -hmm. so I started searching for jobs in third year because at the end of third year because if I waited I would be very bottom of the list in terms of who someone would want to hire and I just didn't want to stress in fourth year I kind of wanted to know that I could waste time like I could just relax so because of that I took a year off school at the end of third year to go work just to get experience so that I could even hopefully ask them for a job which I did so but everyone else has been struggling especially because we're in a pandemic so start early everyone (laughs) well that's kind of my next question how would you recommend someone who's about to like be post-grad plan for the whole search ahead of them yeah so see that's why because keep in mind too, I started searching early before COVID even started, right? So I just feel like if you wait till last minute, it's just going to stress you out way more than it needs to. I think Mm -hmm. when I was in first and second year, I remember some people would take the summers to work and I never wanted to do that, like do internships because I just wanted to enjoy each summer until I had to start working. And I would say at least at the end of third year, like use that summer to actually work because it will pay off long term. And then when you get jobs, usually you can say when you want to start. So spend the summer before your final year to secure connections or whatever. And then you can take a couple months off after you graduate, you know? Um, So that's what I would recommend. So putting like your whole degree and like everything aside, what would you say is your dream job? I struggle with this question only because I I don't really look on jobs as like a way to make me happy. I just mm-hmm. need to know you're going to pay me well enough <laughs> and I won't yeah. be stressed because I think it's more so about like what's the best working environment for me, yeah. right? Like even with school, um the social aspect was what I was going for. I didn't I wasn't there to like struggle struggle and study yeah. in the library hours on end, right? So I I would say like if if I had to give an answer I do like marketing and media and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so something in that field but it's still about like I would probably just do anything that doesn't stress me out that so, makes sense that it makes sense yeah. I mean like I feel like some people do jobs because they're like okay like 
I need to do this. But then like, they literally end up like quitting the job because they're so yeah. stressed. So I feel yeah. like your happiness and like whatever doesn't stress you out is like the best yeah. way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to your YouTube, when did you start your channel and why? So I actually started my channel in 2015, but I, yeah, I privated all my videos though, because they were so bad. They were <laughs> so bad. Um, and then I relaunched it last year in May, kind of just like, cause I wanted to make a video for fun. Cause I was moving out of my college apartment and I was just like, oh, like this would be like a fun little joke, you know? And I was mm-hmm. going to just show my friends. And then I was like, yeah, like maybe I'll just get back into making videos. Cause I owned a camera by that point. And I was like, yeah. all right, fine. Like, let me just see what I can do. And I had the time cause COVID. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it was just for fun basically. So do you want to give us a little like elevator pitch of what your channel is all about? Um, so I, it's funny cause it's shifted so many times. Like when I started, it was just to make some fun videos. Then I was like, all right, I'll make videos related to my major and mm-hmm. then I'll make college stuff. And now I've graduated. So I'm like, oh, do I want to make work vlogs? But I don't even know. Um, so right now I've just stuck to doing vlogs because it's the easiest to shift into a niche yeah. once I try and figure it out. Um, but I like vlogging more than anything else. I like sit down videos, stress me out. And that's how you're going to more niche down. But I just cannot like get thoughts together. Like when I record them, I don't know if it's the same for you, but like if anyone saw what the audio looked like before I posted the video, it's like me repeating the same sentence over and over and over again and just like using the best take. Like, me too. I do that too. Yeah. So I just vlog because it's easier and more natural for me. Yeah. And I feel like vlogs are like more relatable. Like I I could do sit, I do like sit down videos sometimes, but I feel mm-hmm. like they're not like, they're not that fun. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I like I'm filming one this week and I'm already like, oh, I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to do it because it's like an interesting topic, but I'm just like vlogs are just more fun. And I feel like yeah, sit down videos, like I have to like make myself look presentable then like figure out what I'm going to talk about and like vlogs it's just like on the go like yeah yeah. it's that for me I feel like even like it's underestimated how even just getting ready for the sit down video is just so annoying like yeah I have to go do my makeup I have to do all of this just to sit and talk for like 10-15 minutes it's Mm -hmm. just like oh my gosh it's like a whole process and I'm not down yeah (laughs) no facts um so what would you say are your goals for YouTube it's funny because initially like the goal was to just have fun and make money Mm -hmm. because the reality is is that the people that do really well at YouTube make a lot of money so I'm like okay like I'll just make some money and just not work forever and just start (laughs) traveling the world like low-key that is ideally the goal like to make stuff that I like make money off of it and just chill yeah um but I mean, a more realistic one is just to make videos that I really like myself because I feel like I really got stuck into looking at, okay, I'm just going to make videos of stuff that I know do well. So like when Mm -hmm. I made my college videos, I only kept making them because they did well, but I didn't really necessarily want my whole thing to be about like what I'm doing in school because I just hate talking about school, but I knew it did well. So Mm -hmm. I guess my goal is just to make stuff that I actually want to make and stop like feeding into doing what does well for search and stuff. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's important because like a lot of people I know got like famous or known from their content that they knew was going to do well, but that they don't like doing it. So now they're stuck doing it because the people that subscribe to them, subscribe to them for that. And if they stop posting that, they lose subscribers and then they don't get like, 
it's better to do it the way that you're doing it to get you know known and like get your subscribers from the things that you enjoy doing because mm-hmm. you never know one day like one video will pop off and like you'll get like thousands of subscribers exactly. and then like you'll be doing content that you like so i think that's a, yeah. that's a good way to do it mm-hmm. um so what do you film and edit with i film with the canon m50 and i edit with adobe premiere pro okay and how do you kind of put your intros together because i already told you this but like your intros are always fire like they're so much fun to watch and then i'm like oh my god mine are so boring but like how do you kind of um put yours together it's funny because i didn't know people paid attention to my intros as much as i did i just like the intro for me i like intros with like really funny music or really mm-hmm. happy music sorry and i don't know if you know a youtuber named sophia chang um, but she's where I take it's like Jen M's friend. Do you know Jen M? No. You have to know Jen M. You don't okay, no, no, okay. let me go look now. Now I feel like Yeah, like you ha- Jen, like, she's like, like OG. Like G no, sorry, J E N N and then I M. You have to know Jen M. No. I don't need oh to subscribe gosh. to them. Okay, now I'm gonna subscribe. Okay. I feel like I should know her. Okay. So I really like Sophia Chang's intros and hers kind of made you feel like you were watching like a little movie intro thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to like copy the vibes because first of all, her vibe is very clean, aesthetic kind of stuff. And I, I, I'm just not into like, <laughs> that's just not me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took that similarity inspiration from her where it's like just a nice little montage of the vlog before you watch the vlog with music that relates to the vlog. And then I just like take as many clips as I can that still are very eye catching and appealing to the aesthetic that a lot of people do like, like I'll show pictures of pretty food or pretty views Mm -hmm. or whatever nice shots. And then like, yeah, just move into the vlog. Awesome. So what's one thing you wish you knew before starting YouTube? Um, I wish I knew kind of what we just mentioned. I wish I knew that I shouldn't play into a niche if I don't see myself doing it long term mm-hmm. because I gained a lot of subscribers at first making videos about my major and I just didn't like doing it and so now my view count has dropped because I don't want to make stuff about that anymore and if I just didn't bother pushing myself to do something I didn't want to do especially knowing I wouldn't do it long term then I wouldn't have had that like setback mm-hmm. um, so that's what I would recommend. No, I feel like 100% the same way. So my channel, okay, the first videos were really like sad and like weird and I never want to look at them again. But then I started (laughs) posting like a lot of like LGBT plus content and those obviously picked up on the algorithm and like they got like, I think my channel for real. Yeah, (laughs) that's so funny. (laughs) Um, No, one of them got like 100k views and oh my God, I can't believe you saw those videos. My eyebrows were so bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so those were the ones that did really well. And I still like like talking about that because it's a part of me. And like, even if though, like I'm with a guy and all those things, like I'm still going to talk about those things because it's always going to be a part of me. But that's where all my subscribers came from. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't, like, what am I supposed to talk about? Like, I can't make the same video like 25 times. So then I shifted my content and like my views went down. I lost subscribers all this thing and like at the end of the day like the same reason like um just like do what you like love to do and like don't Mm -hmm. just do things for the algorithm because yeah at the time it was fun to see like my views go up and everything but now it kind of like didn't ruin my channel but I'm still like picking it up from where I left it off so no I get I agree 
Um, so do you have any tips on growth and like staying consistent on YouTube? Um, for growth, I can't even look into that too much anymore, only because Creator Studio is just such a hassle. Oh like it's so discouraging. I can't even look into I mean, I look into the analytics more so just to see when like when's a good day to post or mm-hmm. what words do well so I know for future. But in terms of like just checking it detail by detail like I I used to look on it every single day and that is just like it will crush you so for consistency I would just say find a routine that works for you you know like if you want to do one vlog a week and then one sit down video a week like pre-film your sit down video so at least that's Mm -hmm. out of the way edit them upload them so that it's easier to just have to work on focus on one post a week one video a week which would be the other vlog um that's how I balanced it when I was in school at least so I'll give it from that now I have a lot of free time because I haven't started working yet so Mm -hmm. all my days are just dedicated to editing you know yeah awesome so the last part of my podcast I asked people on Instagram to ask questions so I picked three of my favorite ones so the first one is who are some of your favorite YouTubers um I will say Queen Emma Emma Chamberlain yes (laughs) um going off of emma while you think of other ones i feel like stamps too yeah i feel like oh yeah i just like smacked my arm but no for emma like i feel like i can literally she can make a video on anything and i'll watch it like she makes every single thing entertaining yeah yeah and she's just i don't know her you don't watch her i feel like i know her but i like i subscribe to her because i think she's like friends with natalie barbu but like Mm. I've never watched a video yet. It's just not your thing, right? I feel like, that. I don't know. I've never watched her. I just subscribed really? to her, but I never watched anything. See, I feel for why I really liked her channel a lot is because she was very like just herself. Mm-hmm. And I think in such a pool of like seeing people just try to be other people, it's just refreshing. Even when I don't really like a person's content but Mm -hmm. if I see that they are genuinely just expressing themselves or whatever like something like that I just subscribe and I watch just because it's just different which is what I feel like I get when I even watch Emma Chamberlain like she's just Mm -hmm. living her life just going on her day and she just has no care yeah so yeah and I feel like Emma like she's also like obsessed with coffee like me so it makes me feel better about myself because like (laughs) she has like as much coffee as I do in a day and like I'm like okay I'm not the only one no, Emma Chamberlain like drinks like seven coffees a day. Then she's like, I have stomach issues. I'm like, girl. <laughs> Literally, that's me though. I'm like, my stomach hurts almost every day. And I'm like, oh, I don't know why. No, so like my mom's like, maybe, maybe you drink too much coffee. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's not it. it. <laughs> but it probably it for sure is, but I can't yeah. admit it to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next question is: what are some of your favorite restaurants in Toronto? Um, I will say a recent fave is it's so it's called Shugo restaurant it's an Italian restaurant and it's um it's spelled s-u-g-o and it's just like very like classic like the owners are Italian it's just so authentic so good um and they give really big servings so (laughs) we love that yeah (laughs) have you ever been to Doomies? no okay so it's well it's like d-o-o-m-i-e-s but it is like vegetarian food or like vegan food but like mm-hmm. it's like really good like it doesn't taste like it is and no, I think it's like I'm a pub that. too and like they have like good drinks and shit so y'all sh- you should oh I've out. actually heard of this that yeah, they have some in California friends, too yeah I don't know whenever I go to Toronto vegetarian. I go 
Yeah, all my friends that are vegetarian go here. So it looks very familiar. Yeah. Well, you should try it out. It's really good. <laughs> and the last question is, do you ever want to start your own business? I do, but I don't know what about. And that's why I've kind of just taken a step back and said, you know what, let me just focus on my YouTube because this mm-hmm. works well right now because I think something I've learned about myself even from I was like a child is that I have so many interests and I want to act on all of them Mm -hmm. and I just can't like as much as I feel like I have all this time in the world and all I can just make room for everything I just need to pick one so that it can be successful and then look into everything after um so I've forced myself to not even like think about a business plan until I reach where I think I want to reach with the YouTube for now at least no I feel that I feel like I'm the opposite um I act on everything and maybe (laughs) I shouldn't sometimes um but yeah I mean I think the way that you're going about it is probably better because I don't know like sometimes I just do everything and then like I become Mm -hmm. burnt out or like things don't go the way I want it to go so like I would just say like pace yourself yeah that's really good advice because that's the thing like I even started like a little business a couple years ago like before I started my YouTube channel I made a YouTube channel that was kind of like a discussion chat sit down kind of Mm -hmm. thing I don't even know but (laughs) it was I would gather like groups of five to six people and we just talk on like social issues and Mm -hmm. I really liked that but the minute I started like becoming inconsistent I was just like okay this is why I need to slow down because I'm just gonna start it then stop and then people keep asking like oh what's happening with this Mm -hmm. and I'm like mind your business yeah that's people with me right now they're like oh like you haven't like posted any candles recently I'm like you know what yeah like (laughs) since I've been doing the freelance video editing Mm -hmm. I'm about to hire my sister Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to train my sister and all of this but someone's like oh why don't you get an experienced video editor I'm like do you have the money to pay an experienced video editor like but yeah. people just think it's like easy but it's yeah, not it's, it's not yeah I need to start talking to people that like because it's the thing that like all of my friends like they have money so the mindset mm-hmm. is just different they're like oh just hire someone I'm like no <laughs> like it takes time so yeah yeah I mean you're gonna in a good spot because I also do freelance video editing um and yeah I mean you make money but like you don't make that much to be able to hire like an experienced yeah. person like that like yeah if you ever need to talk I'm here I probably no, I'm gonna ask shit. you questions <laughs> after this it's all good awesome um so that's all I had for you today so thank you so much again for coming on the podcast um before you leave do you want to shout out your socials where people can find you oh yeah for sure so across YouTube and Instagram it's Kiana Byfield K-E-I-A-N-A-B-Y-F-I-E-L-D um right now that's all I use I want to do TikTok I just can't bring myself to do it it's stressful Mm -hmm. so Instagram and YouTube (laughs) awesome well thank you so much once again thank you thank you guys so much for listening to this episode I really do hope you guys enjoyed it and don't forget to go support Kiana on her socials go show her some love support let her know you came from the podcast um and if you want to support me please don't be shy you can follow me on instagram either at behind the girl boss or at it's amanda Wan. you can check me out on youtube it's amanda Wan. i post lifestyle college and entrepreneurship content on that youtube channel and yeah so thank you guys again for listening don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it on and i will hear you next time bye guys